Hello, welcome to another McLaren Fans podcast. Uh, with me this week, we've got Andy Ronson. Say hello, Andy. Hello, everyone. And uh, welcome back. It's uh, She Was Never Gone, Sarah Merritt. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm waving good my flag of excitement. Hopefully you're feeling a bit better. And, yes, uh, thank you. I've been off with a bad back for those of you that have messaged me saying you didn't want to ask what was wrong with me in case it was personal, nothing personal whatsoever. So thank you very much. And it's good to be back, gang, especially as we have news. Ha-ha. Well, yeah, this is not in the agenda. No, just I think it's exciting because there's McLaren stuff to talk about. That's all I mean. Oh, you've you've spoiled my intro completely now. <laughs> what? Was there, a, was there a special intro? Sorry. Yeah, I've even written it out in front of me. I was going to say, say, say anyway. Well, since say the last anyway. podcast, there's not been much happening in the world of McLaren. So, you know, that's it. Let's see you next time. But you've got to just <laughs> shut all over it. You've literally... I did not know this was tips. your plan. I just thought, what a, what a weekend for me to come back on the podcast. You know, that was that was what I was thinking. Sorry for pissing on your chips, whatever that means. Is that a northern thing? Is, nah, yeah. No, no, that's good. No, no, you can say that. I'm, I'm southern. You can say pissing on chips all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it before. Really? <laughs> no, never. Anyway, no, we digress. You've got your bag of chips and then somebody's pissed on them. Well, you're not going to eat them now, are you? The, the only reason you want to something anywhere near is me. to be covered in gravy. So, <laughs> anyway, just, you've lost your plot. <laughs> back, oh. back, kind of on subject. It's not just one weekend either. We had an amazing weekend this weekend, but the weekend before, the uh, twenty-four, was well, it twenty-fourth of September? That is the weekend before, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it so, was I Mr. Mean, Merritt's birthday. To to the rest of the people out there, they must they must think that we just turn up and ramble on, but we actually do. Actually, have an agenda most most times, um, and, we do, and you know we we've, we've got quite a filled agenda this this week. And uh, when I put out um, a WhatsApp message last last night, say or uh, you know recently, what should we put on the agenda? Um, I've got Sarah replies to me. Let's talk about hot drivers, and Andy no, I turns around and says, "Let's talk about Oscar's head." And I'm thinking. What kind of a podcast have we turned into here? And now we're talking about... No, 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 no. I said driver welfare. I said driver welfare. I never said hot drivers. Although some drivers are hot. The narrative, Sarah. You you spoke the second part of my intro now. So the the problem I have is I don't want anyone thinking that I find the racing drivers hot when I'm old enough to be their mum. It's a bit of a dodgy, dodgy wicket. Nick Holkenberg. (laughs) Alonso. 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 Yeah, well, yeah. Alonso. Yeah, Alonso. Alonso. Okay. So... Yeah, Alonso. Alonso. Yeah, 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 Alonso. And he, he put it wide in one corner. But, but he's going for it. That's the thing. He's yeah. absolutely going for it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And he, he puts it all out there. And we know from previous weekends that Lando's always hard on himself. You know, mm. he's always his harshest critic. I just think we've got a little bit of a first world problem now, haven't we? That he's worried about his teammate. 
which maybe he wasn't so much before. I mean, that's uh, yes, maybe, but I think it's going to push him. Yes, I, I think, think so too. So no, no, you know, and I think the way that he deals with stuff, I know there's people out there going, oh, I'm, you know, worried about his welfare and stuff, but I think the actual way that he deals with making himself better is to kind of almost beat himself up a little bit about it and then push yep. harder and push harder. So, um, yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, let's just get straight into it. So since the last podcast, we've, we, if I say two, three, one, three, two, three, I'm not testing this microphone. <laughs> what is it? What is it, people? It's the lottery numbers from last night. Oh, if only, because then we could uh, do some amazing work with our lottery money and and go to lots of races. We know what that is, Andy, but tell the viewers at home. Well, Mr. Viewer at home, um, that is our finishing position in the last three races. Ooh. That is the Japanese Grand Prix and the sprint race in Qatar and the GP race in Qatar. Andy, go Be- do you remember when we used to pray for our results to be in single digits? Uh, yes, yes. So, what yes. do we call that time? It seems appropriate that Sarah's back. What time was that? Was that what? That was the the Honda years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Honda years. <laughs> well, what so, did we not do at any point? I'm going to tell you what we didn't do. Listen to this. Now, Sarah's got a noise cancelling microphone, so we can't hear a Can thing that she's it? currently playing. Oh, and she hasn't realised yeah. this. It's called technology, Sarah. I didn't know that. So what it's doing is it's going, don't stop believing. And I thought that believing McLaren, don't stop believing. We never stopped believing, did we, boys? Never, never. No, exactly. That's, um, that's the know, one thing that we're, all of us can say. Our support was fair. unwavering. Yep, there were yep. some bumpy times. There were times where... You know, I, I yes, privilege going all the way to Australia to watch McLaren, but then to see them just not even get started, uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't one of the greatest trips I've ever had. Um, but yeah, yep. you know, kind of this we've had a bit of a false dawn before where we were doing quite well a couple of years ago. Where, you know, the Monza win, the Russia pole, and stuff like. That. I'm like, oh yeah, we're back, but this feels different. This feels. This feels from inside. This feels gut-wrenchingly different. This feels nervous before the race starts. This is, this is, this is genuine. This is there. Ten laps before the end, and you this do feels... a pit stop, and you're shouting at the telly, going, "Don't, don't fuck it up! Please don't fuck it up!" <laughs> I think, I think, I think we all shouted, "Don't fuck it up." We'll mention pit stops a bit more later. Yes, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 different. It's it's a different feeling and it's hard to describe apart from it's like the papaya fire burning within again papaya power and we're yeah. just ready to just take that opportunity now yeah i used to feel like we had to we had to be lucky that something had to go wrong and we had to capitalize on it but yeah. this feels like we're, we're genuinely up there we're our car is fast yeah yeah and it's getting we faster don't... We don't need rain. We don't need a safety car. In fact, those things now count against us. We, we yeah. were genuinely fast all the way through this weekend. 
we, we could have qualified better on Friday night, but we didn't. Yeah. So yeah, we we turned it out on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But Lando passed nine, you know, eight or nine cars with ease, without any real bother. So, yep. you know, that's that. I mean, yeah. yeah wave the flag, people! Wave the flag! Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's 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 great to see. It's fantastic for the drivers. It's fantastic for the the team at the track. Fantastic for the team back at the MTC. And I know that we always mention the team back at the MTC to give them a bit of praise. But this time, I want to say I want to praise a different set. I want to say it's fantastic for the fans. We deserve this. We deserve damn right to be <laughs> and just excited about it and everything else. And I don't care what people were saying on Saturday. It just felt all a little bit wrong that it was the Max Verstappen show, and we got an like a bit of a mention about an hour later about the race. And yeah, all right, come at me. Max has done really well. Three world championships you cannot you know look past that it puts him as one of the greats don't doubt that whatsoever he has got an absolute fantastic car under him but he's still got to make it work which is shown by Perez you know um you know the guy is out of this world he's driving fantastic nobody can deny him he deserves this championship no no definitely not it's a shame I don't like him I just you know it just felt (laughs) a little bit wrong that the car that finished second was ablaze on this plinth with all of this razzmatazz and everything else like that. If they'd said before the race, you know what, this is what we're going to do for the world champion when he, if he gets it. You know, what, what would have happened if, if Max had crashed out and it wasn't Perez? What would they have done then? I, I personally think that what they should have done was dealt with the sprint race, put that to one side, yeah, and then on the championship thing. Absolutely because, agree. You know, business as usual for how they deal with the end of the sprint race and talk to the top three and then do the championship. Yeah. Not not do what they did. It was it was messy and fifty percent of people on Twitter were saying, Why aren't we hearing about Oscar? And the other fifty percent was moaning at them saying because Max has won the world championship. No one was happy about it either way. So yeah. there was a better way to do it, I think. Yes, maybe maybe just do it in order. Maybe do what they normally do, which is present third, second, first. But yeah. maybe maybe not yep. screw up. I mean, abiding by the rules in a year that Max wins a championship is a novelty. But let's abide by the normal rules and traditions. Yeah. And if they start going on about well, this is how we've always done it. Uh, last year, somebody just ran up to Max. It was Johnny Herbert ran up to Max and just said, "Oh, you've won the championship." And Max was like, "Oh, all right." He wasn't even in the car. <laughs> So, See, he anyway. did bring something to the table. We are missing a bit, Herbert. I have to yeah. be honest, slight sideline, but I still don't understand why they get medals now as well, or why the winner gets a medal. It's not a because... real medal, it's chocolate. Anyway. I'd like to believe that, but they get a bloody trophy. Why do they need a medal? I, I still think that's silly. Anyway, right. let's carry on. Let's go on the next thing. So, um... Well, I've whinged about it for years. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. But was this your dream race, Andy? Because we were guaranteed so many pit stops. This was your dream race. Yeah, you must have been mildly moist at the time. Writing down the times, 2.8, 2.5, 2.0, 1.8, 1.9. 
think, wow. Oh, but it wasn't 1.9, was it? But it well, was 1.8. Yeah, yeah, I said 1.8. No, no, 1.8 was, was, was spot on. The, the record-winning one was, but McLaren, I think, thought they'd got a second one that was 1.9 as well. And oh, when I you look not. at the... No, when you look at the DHL thing that came out today, we were we were lower down. Were we not third as well? I think. Yeah, I don't care. 1.80. 1.80. We'll take no, that. No, no, exactly. I mean, and that's amazing. But I thought we were going to get the top two. That was what I was confused by. I expected to see the top two on there, and we didn't. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. Now I remember when we won the fastest pit stop before Red Bull won it. Everyone that worked at McLaren at that time, because Targ Hoyer were one of our sponsors, got given a watch that was engraved on the back for doing the fastest pit stop. So it was a, a really big thing that they made a fuss about. And then unfortunately Red Bull won it and also Tarkoya went to Red Bull. So maybe it's linked to them at some point. Um, but I'd like to know that the pit team got something to commemorate this. I think that would I be think deserve something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, above the pit stop for the uh, pit, pit uh, box for the, uh, the crew that got the fastest pit time, there is a DHL fastest pit stop award above the pit box for it. it's on on the yeah. wall we'll get I've that i've seen that yeah and, and that that's great awesome. i just i just thought it'd be nice for them to get something personal to commemorate it because it's such an achievement yeah you know i mean it you wasn't know, we're... just mclaren it was that set of people on that day you know yeah i mean we're, we're, we're assuming that it's not going to get broken till the end of the season but I'd, I'd be surprised if it does oh please don't break it let's have it please <laughs> so yeah so yeah um, I officially retire from pit stop watch now and <gasps> have to what? hand the mantle over to someone else. Nah, I think, nah, I no longer can complain about that. There's no way you're going to be able to can it in the future. <laughs> pit stop, Andy. <laughs> I need my own little stopwatch at home like they used to do in the 60s. <laughs> yep. Yep, you do indeed. So let's talk about. Some other things. We've done pit stops. Uh, unless anyone's got anything to add to that. No? no. Um, let's talk about the curbs, the tyres, and the the farce that, that turned into track limits. Now, granted, do you know what? I think we're all agreed here that there's a white line painted at the edge of the track. Go over it. It's slam dunk. I don't care if you're one millimetre, I don't care if you're five centimetres. But these curbs, I'm sitting there going, this is brilliant. This is a real deterrent. for Cars shouldn't be going over that. And I'm thinking, just keep that. And then what do they go and do? Move them in a little bit more and say, oh, well, if you go over them, they're going to ruin the tyres. For fuck's sake, just don't go over them. I know. I, I, I know think it. that sounds that sounds perfectly sensible to you and I. But what I would add is, why we say we don't want them to go over the white lines is because we believe people might gain an advantage by going off the track. Mm. So the specific difference this weekend was okay. Not only did it shag the tyres up, but going over them didn't give you an advantage because of the pyramid shape. It was actually a little slower to go over them and, and, and detrimental to your race. You weren't gaining time. So there's an argument there that if you've got the pyramid curbs, you don't need to enforce track limits at all because anyone that goes off will be more hurt by it. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I think, and I think that's fair enough. And I think Andy's, Andy's thinking because he's scratching his head. Did no, you see I'm, that then? <laughs> the, the rule says you're allowed as much of the car off of the track as possible as long as you've got one millimeter of it within the white line. That, that's the rule. You've got to have one part of your car within the white line of the track. So, therefore, the curbs have to be more than a car width outside the white line for that, for any of that to make sense. Um, sorry, just just that's the rule. You don't have to be in the white line. You have to have one millimeter of your car in the white line. And and the curbs, like, we use the same curbs at other tracks. So, I see a lot of people tweet about this. And the problem was that we, the cars were doing such high speed over these curbs that it was hurting the tires. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the drivers all said, if you leave it to us, we're going to use it because it's the fastest way for us to get around the track. Yeah. And they all admit that they would take the danger on board and they would ruin a tire and hope it didn't explode on them. Um, I, I actually think that the solution that Pirelli and FIA came up with at a very short notice, one on Friday night, they extended the, uh, they brought the white line in, which made it harder to hit the curbs. But the mandated 18 laps, I thought that was probably the only way to get a race. And as a race fan, I'm happy that we had a race and that the 18 laps was a way of getting a race. It it was really exciting, don't get me wrong, but doing the permutations and calculations of 18 laps and who's put on two lap old tires, that, that was interesting all day long. But I'm a numbers nerd, so that's me. But I yeah. just, I, I don't think it was the, the, I don't think it was a good situation, but it was a good solution to a bad problem. Okay, yeah. so did it make, did it make it a better race anyway? Should they be mandating tyre things for every race? I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just throwing that in. I think it made a better race, but I wouldn't like to see it again. Hmm. Yeah, because I think it, 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 I mean, it destroyed the idea of sort of tyre strategies, really, didn't it, to a hmm. point? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, which... Like very not, difficult. Really what we what we end up watching most weekends. Very difficult for a strategist or anyone in the team to plan around that because they'd already used their tire allocations. I mean, I don't know if you all saw the the Ted sticky notepads up on the wall moment yeah. where he was going, "There's this, this, and this." Well, it, yeah, it it felt like that he's going, "Oh, Lando's not in as good a position. This person's in a good position." And it felt like that was the wrong way for it to be, that if you if this was the way it was going to be, you needed to know it earlier. And what frustrated me more was they were talking about this on Friday and all the way through Saturday, but they only then confirmed it on Sunday morning, didn't they? They only confirmed it on Sunday because they wouldn't need it to analyse the tyres from the sprint, see if it was really going to be a thing. But I mean, you looked at some of the pictures of the tyre. I think I retweeted a, a picture from Karun. Chandock of one of the McLaren front, I think it's the front left and it's, it looks rather than like an even tyre wear or a blister yeah, yeah. or something like that, it's the adhesion to the sidewall yeah. over that front left that looks like it's coming away that's not, you know that's basically yeah. cooked after a couple of laps doing that. You, so, could, you could see the canvas through, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, so I can kind of see why it was a you know that kind of issue uh, i'm kind of hoping there's no well at least maybe they're looking at what we can do now if there's other tracks or other uh you know when we come back to qatar next year whether we can have something slightly different yeah and i saw you tweet i think it was you andy that why are pirelli up for getting the contract again if they yeah. can't 
creators the correct tyres. I read that, and then I had a little bit of sympathy with Pirelli, who bid for this, I can't remember how far back, and these curbs, these curbs were not in use, yeah. and this situation was not there, and a lot of the the criteria that you know that they're asked to the, the requirements are set to them by the FIA and and by Formula One. I can't help but think it's not Pirelli's fault. No, um, I don't, I, I, and I agree. I don't think it's Pirelli's fault at all. I think there's, I think they're kind of you know sort of almost sort of silent victims of it, but. Yeah. From the point of view of somebody at Pirelli, they must be sat there going, "What?" When we start to see this, and we start to see these issues with tires, let's just say, why would I go out now and buy a Pirelli P zero tire over a Continental or a Bridgestone? Because you're not going to drive over yeah. those curbs. Apart from yeah, the circle you... bits on it, yeah. But you know, <laughs> the the thing is, it makes me think. Well. And I know that, you know, let's be honest, the Pirelli tyre that you buy in the, the the garage for your car is completely different to the one that's at, at a racetrack. But the correlation, surely the idea of them having the tyres and the sponsorship is so that somebody like myself goes out and buys Pirelli tyres. And Andy, you, have you got a car, Andy? I do, yes. What tyres do you have on your car? Uh, the mid-range ones from QuickFit. Right. So, given that you've like bought everything else that's sponsored F1 in your life, I have, yeah. Therefore, I think that proves my point. <laughs> I have never bought a pretty tire, no matter how much I would love the one with the painted sidewall. You're, you're right, yeah. Um, you're very true. That the, the, all the teenagers used to paint with white paint when I was younger to yeah. stand, make it stand out. Yes. Mm. I've got Continentals on my car. Yeah, mine are too, as actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, that's a uh, tire chat for tire this week. Tire talk. Tire <laughs> talk. <laughs> right. So, um, next on the agenda, Sarah wanted to talk about hot drivers again. So. Yeah. Okay. Go. <laughs> hot drivers. Yeah. Oh, I, I, um... Who's the hottest? Oh. Well, I don't know who was the hottest. I guess Logan I can tell Sargent. you Carl at Saints wasn't because he wasn't driving. Indeed. So the, the takeaway from the weekend for me was that everything was positive. We did brilliantly as a team. There were lots of good things going on all around the place, apart from Carlos not starting the race. But I don't want to see anyone on the grid having their health endangered. Now, you could say to me, Sarah, shut up. Motorsport is dangerous. They know what they're doing. They get in the car. You could also say to me, and I've I've read this a million times, oh, F1's, F1 drivers aren't proper athletes. You know, they're just driving around in circles. So bearing all of that in mind, the stresses they put their body through and the temperatures they've had to go through, and when you hear about how quickly their water in the car goes from being ice to being cold water to being so hot you can't drink it, this was a very, very gruelling race for them. And I realised the weather conditions had changed on Sunday compared to Friday and Saturday. But what I did not expect to hear was people saying they couldn't physically drive the car, that they were blacking out, that they were being sick in their own helmet. You know, I mean, even Max and and Oscar were lying on the ground in the cool-down room. And I just don't think, for want of a better word, that's cool. It's not good for Formula One to be seen like that. Um 
and it's and they've got a responsibility towards the drivers to look after them um and yeah i was pretty appalled by that i'm very glad to hear the race will be six weeks later when it when it goes there again so that hopefully it will be cooler so this won't arise but given that we always talk about singapore being the hottest race and things like that unbelievable to hear people from the team talking about what it was like out there so so yeah that was my my thing I wanted to mention was really I just felt sorry for them and I felt that they'd been put in an unacceptable position there. I was just going to say, I think um, you know, a lot of credit to James Voles for basically saying, look, your welfare is more important than any points that we're going to get or anything else like yep. that. Get yourself back to the garage. If you're not feeling well, we need to look after you, you know, to, yep. to his driver. And you know, I, I can't confirm whether these are true or not, but my understanding is that both Logan Sargent and Alex Albon and another driver, I think, all went straight to the medical centre um, because they were really quite unwell. Um, I mean, Alex Albon was, uh, Williams tweeted about him, so that's yeah. definitely true. Yeah, yeah both yeah. of them are true. So, um, you know, it, it, should, it shouldn't come, yes, the athletes, yes. They are testing, you know, that the, the limit of their ability, but there's a limit of what should be expected of them as well. And I think, you know, whoever decided to put it in in that slot needs their head having a bit of a shake, I think. Let's fit in as many races as we can. Let's not even think about how good the drivers, are, you know, whether the drivers are going to be ill, whether, you know, this, that and the other. It's all about, Let's just get the paycheck sometimes. And I think it does sometimes... it does certainly feel that way. And I felt very yeah. sorry for some of them having to be in the in the interview pen being grueled when really they looked like they needed to go and have an ice bath but, or you know you what? Know. A lot of them looked really pale. Yeah. Like you know, and that's not a you know I think they said that they lost three kilograms wow. in an hour and a half. That's a hell of a lot. That's more than Singapore. You know, I don't a... know how much Singapore weighs, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, they made a good comment on Sky though. It was, it was after the race and they're all out, and um, I think it was Crofty or Karun. Uh, Karun said it like you get out and the adrenaline run, run runs out, and then you get that heat sink going on in your body. And it's like after you finished a long run or anything, you finish and then all the heat Jelly just legs. takes over. Yeah. yeah. And you saw a lot of them wearing ice packs in the interviews afterwards to try and cool their bodies down again. Um, Did you see the video of Lance Stroll getting out of his car? Uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a cockpit video and he struggles to get out. And then when he does get out, he wobbles about and he goes over to, there's an ambulance to the side of him and he's sort of leaning in the window and he can't hold himself up. I mean, that's just, that's, that's just too much for anyone. You know, these guys are super fit. If they are affected like that, imagine what we'd be like. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. not saying you're not super fit, guys. We have our own type of fitness. <laughs> so let's um let's just have a bit more McLaren chat, eh? Yeah. So I, I've yes. got a couple of things here. So what do we want to go for? Hands up who thinks we should talk about the podiums. Five hundred and one of them. Or four hundred and seventy five if you're Jensen Button. Yeah, <laughs> who forgot to put Jensen on the graphic? 
I feel so sorry for him because, um, and I also feel sorry for the team because when you're putting these graphics together and stuff, you know that you know how hard they work putting the content together. Yeah. Somebody's just not noticed that he's not on there, but I no. would have noticed. And that's, <laughs> that's been they, done they, at like such a speed after the race. Uh-huh. Uh, no, they've not just missed Jensen out there. There's 10 drivers who got podiums for us that aren't on there. Yep. Jensen's yep. the big one because it's 26. A lot of like ones and twos on there as well. But And and Jensen being, you know, my favourite personage, I would have noticed he wasn't on there. If they'd have sent it to me and said, Sarah, can you just proofread this for us? Have a look. Oh, no, Jensen. Don't you remember Canada 2011? <laughs> yeah. But hey, 500 podiums is amazing. 501. 501 it is it is a huge achievement isn't it it's amazing um nice to see everyone in the team celebrating that excellent tweets from zach as well you know uh it's 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 a huge landmark and everyone should be celebrating that definitely yeah yeah it's, you know let's have another 500 more yeah <laughs> yeah what's next then andy come on what's next <laughs> what have we got written down here oscar's head Yes. Oscar's head? What about Oscar's head? So, this is totally me, and I, I I, laughed when it happened. I was like, amazing. That is what I want in a driver. He was being interviewed after the sprint race, or, or sprint qualifying, one of the two. Uh, sprint qualifying, that was it. And he, he just got up into the top three, and then um, he's told, you're going to be dumped down to sixth because you had track limits. Oh, yeah. And he literally goes, wonderful. <laughs> like, was that I'll Naomi Schiff, wasn't it? That said that she was, yeah. It's unfortunately, like, I'll do she... his head. Or he, or because it's in there, literally mentally, he's just gone. Do you know what? Oh, I thought I've you meant the cobbled car. head. Show the cobbled head. No, <laughs> there's Oscar's head. Hey, there's Yay! Oscar. Uh, when you no, said he... Oscar's head, I just assumed you meant that. <laughs> his calm head. No, no. So he literally has just gone. I, I've just been demoted. What four or five places. And I'm not going to kick off about it. I'm not going to say it's unjust. I'm not going to say anything. I just go, he just went, wonderful. I'll deal with that and I'll still boss the race tomorrow. He literally yeah. just took it in his stride and it took wasn't. It in his stride. And he yeah, continued on with calm. the interview as well, which was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. And I yeah. just, it, there wasn't even a second thought that he didn't pause to think, what should my media training tell me to say now? It was like, oh, wonderful. Let's carry on. Yeah. We'll do this. I, I thought it was brilliant. And yeah. so, same regard, kind of when um, Lando, right? we made the call when we were in t- second and third to, to hold station, yeah. 10 yeah. laps or so to go, right? And I loved it. We sent the radio message to Lando and they replayed it back where Lando's like, no, I want to race. I want to race. Let's race. And I loved that response from him. I mean, there, there was a stay where you are, fine. But I love the fact that he, he was allowed to question it. And then he was told to stay in his place and he stayed in his place. But he just wanted to race. He's like, I'm quicker. I'm good. Let's race. I love that as an attitude. I want to race. I'm, I'm not here to finish third. I'd love to finish first. Well, wasn't to uh, Andrea after the race. We didn't fit, hear the full of that. That it was a discussion. And they said, right, okay, go, give it a shot. And he didn't quite get there. And it's near the end. They then made the call again. And at that point, it's fine. Yep. So, you know. I, I, God, it must be nerve-wracking, though, mustn't it, as a team boss? Yeah. You've got yeah. these two drivers going to gonna haul in this amazing amount of points. 
and you've just seen two Mercedes come together at the start of the race and you think, oh my God, what are they going to do? What's going to happen? We need these points. We're now only 11 points behind Aston Martin. We need these points, you know. Yeah, it's... uh, I'd hate to be in that position. Part of me wants them to race and the other part wants me to go, no, don't go near each other. Put bubble wrap around them. (laughs) Seriously, we got in second and third and I was screaming, make the call, make them stay where they are, hold station. I was screaming it because... Yeah. That's the right thing to do for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm look, I looked at the result and I was looking right. What's the gap? 4.8 for um, Oscar off Max. I think that's probably one of the closest that's been this year yeah. that hasn't kind yeah, of yeah. just finished slightly after a safety car or something like that. Um, and whilst I think, yes, you know, maybe Max was, you know, could have easily put out another three or four seconds on that, I think we could have possibly chased him a little bit more as well. But what we didn't want to do is ruin all the tyres at the end and everything else like that. I think we managed that race perfectly as a team. I was worried about every time that we were going to pit stop that the next set of tyres, we would just like get six laps out of them, we'd be done. Yeah, that would ruin yeah. what was looking to be a great race, but it certainly worked very well. Um, Do you think that we've got to a point now where everyone just expects Max to win and therefore it's not in our strategy or in our heads to go after him? Yes. Well, I don't know, because the sprint race, we we went after him. I, I think we would still go for the win if if statistically and the, the system proved that we could go for the win. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, um, Mercedes demonstrated it really well. That half, what, 10 laps in, they said to George, you're going to come fourth. Their models showed exactly what was going to happen during the race. And if, yep. if our model yep. showed that we had a chance of winning, I think we'd 100% go for it. Yeah. But if our model shows we've, we, we're we going to come second and we need to conserve our tyres because we might be threatened from behind from George, yeah, I think we'll conserve the tyres. Yeah. One I mean, thing that did play into making that gap less less large was the fact that Red Bull had a terrible pit stop. I don't know if I mentioned to you that we got a world record. <laughs> um but they had a very slow stop for Max, didn't they? Which which cut down the gap by a few seconds. But um I mean yeah, Perez just... had slow stops all the way all day long. But they were over five seconds each stop. Yes, yes. I don't <laughs> even know what to suggest there. Talking about that. Just the point I've got all, here. All I can say is that at one point, someone over the radio said to Perez, you'd actually catch up more if you stopped getting these five-second penalties. Yeah. And he, he, he didn't seem to get it, did he? No. <laughs> yeah. What's next, Andy? What's next on the list? Well, I've got two things. What's, what's that, Andy? What's that? That, that was meant to be a lucky pineapple. All right, I thought you were is like that, on about those pineapple? grabbing machines. You get it like the soup. You know, the seaside. No, but do we need to talk about your tattoo on your arm? That one. Yeah, that's cool. You've not seen it have before. We, haven't we already talked about that? Have we talked about this? My memory's awful. Yeah. Well, I, I assumed because it's been around a while, you might have already talked about it. But... Yeah, I have to retire every day to remind myself who to support. You know, my memory's awful. That's why I've got that on, that on my arm. And the right way up, so when I look down, I remember that I'm a McLaren supporter. You know, because otherwise I just wouldn't know. There's nothing else that would give me give it away to me whatsoever. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, look, you playing that. See, that's that's for me. It's the fact that, excuse my French, I'm a I'm a bit of a full kit wanker at the moment. Every time I go out, I'm wearing trainers. Everything. <laughs> I have to stop. How many times have people? Anyway, gone to pineapples. Oh, yeah. I didn't realise that McLaren made trainers as well. And you're, yep. <laughs> Someone took a picture of them on Saturday. Yeah. All right. There you go. Um. <laughs> Uh, well, I've got a couple of things. So, Lucky Pineapples, um, Tom Stollard had one, uh, a picture of it. Um, I think also um, somebody else tweeted one with the uh, with the trophies. And they'd, they'd put it, I don't know what, pit crew obviously having a bit of a muck around or something like that, but it seems like it might end up being a bit of a thing to have some sort of like exotic fruit in the, uh, in the, in the um, oh, what do you call it, toolbox. Um all I could say is that if Ron Dennis was around, he'd be furious. <laughs> so that pineapple actually went to the grid, didn't it? Yeah, but... that's 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 amazing because it didn't have a pass. Yeah. But, um, if, what, and if Ron those... Dennis was around, that would be a sponsored pineapple as well <laughs> by Del yes. Monte. It'd only be it'd be a grey pineapple though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd have a predatory grey coloration. Um, what I was going to say was, what's that awful fruit that they have in Singapore? And oh, the, uh, durian. durian or something like that. Yeah. It tastes all right. It just smells like you, nothing you've ever smelled in your life that you don't ever want to go near. <laughs> I've stayed in an apartment with you and John Lennon. I've smelt smells. <laughs> we know that. Um, right. Well, we, we're coming to the last sort of minute or so. Um, right. A quick pop quiz. Yes or no? I know what the answer is. Are we going to beat Aston? Damn yes. right we are. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think unless, unless Lance Stroll starts to do an Alonso, I think they've got no chance. I think if we keep doing that, doing this, we've gone. It's um, more likely to be done for assault, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, talking about driver welfare. Yeah, that, that was out of order, but... We, we don't yeah. know the full facts. We don't know what's going no, on. We don't. We don't. And you don't know. You only get shown a subsection of what goes on, and it's yeah. it's put in a way to make it appear a certain way. But on the surface, I like the drama. yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they do seem to be trying to do a bit of a Lando versus Oscar narrative, which is annoying me slightly. Does anyone think we'll catch Ferrari? Yes. I looked at the points. Absolutely, one hundred percent. We will catch Ferrari. That should be our target. Totally. Yeah. Be Go for it. We're faster than Ferrari. Yep. We've got five races left. Think of the Quote amount. me on that. Points. We're faster than Ferrari. Faster than Ferrari. Don't, because Nathan McLaren will start are faster than you. <laughs> Nathan Corbani, if you ever listen to the McLaren fans cast, we are saying to you, we are faster than a Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will wave the flag. Right. That's us done. So another great podcast, guys and girls. And uh, we'll be guys. thank you. Yeah, we'll be back in a few more weeks. Uh sometime in November, I think. Um, unless we win a race, then we'll be back straight away. <laughs>